0: Hey, y'all, it's uh, superfan Stefan uh, calling, uh, once again, from the uh, lovely Twin Cities Metro, my new home in Shakopee. Uh, Yeah, I was wondering, so with the recent uh, revelation from Kevin Williamson regarding um, the fact that Stumacher is dead in the Scream franchise, will not be coming back, sorry, sorry, John, I bet you were disappointed to hear that, Um, had me thinking, what are some of your favorite uh fan theories within uh the horror movie universe or just horror lexicon in general uh whether they are your own or ones that you've heard uh one that I have that I've never heard anyone bring up before is uh I believe that in the in scream the girl in the video store that asks Randy you know about the howling uh I believe that that is a young Judy Hicks. And I hope I don't need to explain myself that with Scream Vans will know who that is. Uh, thank you so much. Keep up the great work and happy holidays. Bye.
1: Thanks, Stefan. Good to hear from you again. Uh, this one took me a little bit of thinking. and But because I took the helm on last week's both questions, Whoa. I'm not going to this week. But I do have answers. I promise. Aww. But Megan and Zena might take them and then I'm going to scramble. So... <laughs> Let's start with Zena. Zena, what is some of your favorite, or what is one of your favorite fan theories?
2: Oh, just one. Okay. Um.
1: We'll start with one. Don't okay. steal mine. All
2: right. I'll I'll stick with a classic. <laughs> I'll stick with with a classic. I really do think that Nancy Thompson is Freddy Krueger's daughter, because he was oh. always just like. I understand that she was like you know the star, but why? What's so special about her? It's because that's her daddy. That's what I think
1: interesting Mm -hmm. i don't don't think i would ever heard that one before
2: really yeah i heard some other people saying that as well like i used to be really heavy on reddit but then it just became really Uh. very toxic so i got scared and i left but yeah people were always bringing that up every couple of months
1: interesting how about you megan
3: uh admittedly don't wade very far at all into fan theories so i don't have really any except there was this piece on um certified forgotten that published earlier this year that i was obsessed with oh, those that, guys. yeah same um it's about blair witch project instead of it being uh, a witch or supernatural it's faith horror heard this one. um yes. and she oh
1: i haven't heard that one
3: yeah well i don't know what we're going to have to tell me what your theory is but oh yeah we will but the oh, writer <laughs> posits this really uh persuasive argument about how it's fae horror you know about how the rock cairns and sticks and how they the fae are notoriously uh private and how if they get a hold of your name it's bad news Ooh. for you um but yeah like i i highly recommend it um yeah i don't really have any other fan theories but i she she convinced me that yeah there's no witch there's there's a dark fae in the woods i
2: see that right
1: So the one that I had heard from Blair Witch is that it's time travel.
2: I heard that one too.
1: And that one only works, it only works if you were alive or interested enough to remember the website or the original promotional materials where they talk about where the footage was found. Mm. And the footage was found like buried under the foundation of a hundred year old cabin. And, but that's not in the movie. They don't tell you any of that. They just, it's just found footage, but that was a part of it where, so the concept of time travel is they actually went back in time. So all their footage was found like underneath the cabin. Like, I'm sure there's more threads to it than that. But I remember, so for those of you who have watched uh, Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, when they go to the site, like where the tree is growing and everything, mm-hmm. that is the site where the film is found. Like they're actually talking about the original source material, but a lot of people are just kind of like, what, what? What's this house? What's this supposed to mean? Like this means nothing to us. Mm. It's just this rock foundation and a tree grows. I don't know. And a tree grows. But <laughs> yeah, but it actually is staying within canon. Mm. That that is where the footage was originally supposed to be found. But I think a lot, especially over the years, I don't know. I have no concept of if the website for the original Blair Witch material still exists. I hope it does. I hope it's some angel fire sight. So like GeoCities, yeah. Oh no, God, GeoCities! Yes. I had Where one. It, it's yellow text on a black background, and it's flashing. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, the the one theory, the the main theory that jumped out for me, is that Childs is the thing, at the end of the thing. Mm. So I heard Keith, that one. Yeah, yeah. So Keith David's character being oh, no. the thing, and the theory, the twofold theory is one. What McCreary gives Childs isn't scotch; it's gasoline. Mm. And because if you watch, um, if you watch uh, uh, Kurt Russell's reaction when he takes a drink, he almost kind of seems like "I gotcha." He's got this very specific look on his face, and I remember watching that for that the last time, where you could totally interpret it that way. Then the other one is you don't see Child's breath in the final scene. You see Kurt Russell's breath, but you don't see Child's breath. And si- since then, Cur- John Carpenter's come on. It's like it was just the light. Yes, he's breathing. Okay. Like <laughs> we didn't hide it. We didn't get okay. rid of it. He's not the thing. Like it's. But I think it's a cool theory. And then the other theory that I thought of off the top of my head is that Kevin McAllister grew up to be Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs>
2: minute you told me just to give one and i i have others
1: give me another then i got <laughs> okay. excited that i had more than one answer you're for a giving question. all these
2: good ones and what about me what Go. about me okay um so i was re-watching us right and yeah. it's been some time since i watched it i think that the son that he was a part of like the the tethered, tethered whatever you know mm-hmm. Because it's just like, it would just, well, technically she gave birth to, aren't, aren't they both though? Both of them, like both of them like the kids, because she gave birth, I'm sorry, it just a light bulb went off <laughs> in my head. <laughs> in that moment, you know, so it's like they're half of that, but then it was just kind of like, they just had this like agreement at the end, you know, like they knew, they both knew. Then the mm-hmm. other thing is too, and I remember hearing about this, like, Years ago when the witch came out and, you know, people were saying oh. how there was actually no witch, you know, they yeah. were just, like, starving. I could see that, you know. well, there why is was the- she floating? I don't know. Okay.
1: Well, there was a theory. There is an actual historical theory, like, during, like, the Salem witch trials, too, that something to do with the grains, like, in the ergot, I think it's called, which mm-hmm. is just, like, my favorite word, the ergot, ergot. That there's some sort of a poisoning that causes a hallucinogenic effect. Whoa. So the witch was actually just a hallucination of these starving people who had no choice that's but to eat the horrible. tainted food. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a cop-out. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's pretty cool, you know.
1: <laughs> and and then I read another one that The Collector is a failed protege of Jigsaw.
2: I mean, no, I like that the
3: in collector. the sense that it's originally intended to be a Saw yeah. sequel and then wasn't.
1: Yeah. Uh, prequel, I think so yeah so i think that yeah the fact that that was that's what they turned the script into something else i think that's what leads lends weight to the fan theory too yeah.
2: and did you guys hear about the first parent i mean someone was trying to say oh it's the whole series i don't know about that but with the first paranormal activity they were saying how um some people think that it was real that it's like real footage and that the director oh. he was paid off by a demon or a spirit you know isn't that cool
1: I, well, I've seen the actress who plays Katie in other stuff. Maybe she's then. still a
2: demon. I don't know. That's John. true. Stop ruining my dreams.
1: I haven't seen Mika <laughs> in anything, so. Mm. Unfortunately. Uh, okay, second question comes via Twitter. You wake up and find yourself in your favorite film genre of 2022. Do you survive? <laughs> and if possible, the answer with no spoilers, how would you survive or meet your end? How do I not spoil how I survived? (laughs) Uh, Megan, you start because I don't know how to answer this.
3: I I feel like Xena and I probably have the same answer. Um, Really? We would just get a hotel room and not go to the double-booked hotel or the Mm double-booked Airbnb. Bam, Uh. we survived.
2: (laughs) We survived.
1: See, you know, I kind of have to think about... I was thinking about well, because we we're gonna need to do a a, a year end wrap up, too, mm-hmm. aren't we? That'd not be next week, but maybe the week after we'll do our year end wrap up of our favorite films that we've watched in 2022. Not films in 2022 because that hamstrings me for how many movies that I've watched that came out in 2022. Um, I'm gonna say I I didn't survive. I drowned because I couldn't hold my breath that long.
3: Aww.
1: yeah. Want womp. <laughs> Speaking of drowning, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan.
3: Hi. Sorry. I'm like, what is this sound <laughs> that I'm hearing? It's like a rumbling. And I was like, is it my heater? No, it's my cat purring in my lap. I'm sorry. Aww. <laughs> I was what? like, I'm not having technical difficulties, am I? No, it's a cat.
1: Just rumbling away. <laughs> it
3: is just rumbling away in my lap.
1: You know her from her YouTube channel, and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're gonna do a quicker on the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that'll make you smile too. So, John, what's been filling your heart this week?
2: <laughs> no, thank you. Because I just put gum in my mouth. And it's like, it not... it's how has a lot of flavor. Happy holidays. We have our stuff
3: together tonight.
1: Yeah, you can't waste it. Yeah. Uh, so I started out by watching Xena's pick, 1989's what? Deadly Games on Shutter. See, you still have to talk a little bit. Uh, 1989's Deadly Games on Shutter. On Christmas Eve, a resourceful young boy has to defend himself and his grandfather from a killer dressed as Santa Claus. All right, Zena, why this one?
2: Because it's the horror version of Home Alone.
1: Yeah, talk about a kid who grew up to be Jigsaw, huh? (laughs) This one was, man, the French. (laughs) They're something else, aren't they? Oh, like, like, I mean, I can spoil this. It's 1989. Killed the dog like pretty brutally, like, oh, wow, we're just that's how we're starting this off as far as killing people, huh? All right. Just starting with the dog. It was it was so it was so 80s (laughs) in such a charming way. I'd rather watch Deadly Games and Home Alone personally. I don't particularly like Home Alone for a lot of reasons. I have a hard time rewatching it, mostly because Kevin could have called the police. He just wanted to torture those those guys. (laughs) Uh,
3: <laughs> to be fair look at his family like uncle frank is a douche nozzle the worst oh
1: they're all terrible they're the worst the the house they live in the they're all like they're, all the adults are flying first class yeah they're and then they're ma- then they order one cheese pizza and a house full Who of kids are that? you insane yeah you're insane yeah you're crazy people <laughs> uh anyway
3: yeah, we digress
1: yeah deadly games uh this one yeah it's very much it's it is it's the horror version of it's kind of like a cross between um the first episode of tales from the crypt with the axe wielding santa claus that i can't remember like i can't remember what it's called all through the Uh, house all good night or maybe an all or all a good night or something like that whatever all through the house it might be oh yeah it might be all through the house yeah and uh, the cross between that and home alone except this kid is like way more gadget inclined sure and somehow <laughs> he's rigged trap doors in his house and a homing device they use a precursor to the internet in this which evidently france was the innovators of like the original internet precursor who knew <laughs> a uh, little creepy about the when you really think about this kid's just typing on the internet and this guy's just typing back to him saying he's <laughs> santa claus like oh man there's some weird stuff so that early yeah. yeah
2: and it took his Pretty. parents forever to get home like why is it taking so long
1: it took him a long time to get home and a long time for anyone to realize anything was going on and yeah it it surprised me like this one was actually a lot more tense than i thought it was going to be for the content like i was like oh they're really this is really a cat and mouse pursuing like this guy he wants to murder straight up murder this kid but does he at the same time it's very yeah Uh, i never would have watched on my own mostly because it's holiday horror and also because it involves a strange little kevin McAllister type (laughs) kid uh but (laughs) i did enjoy it Yeah. Little ramble, like <laughs> arming himself montage at the very beginning, like wow. And that mom is just like, oh you,
3: <laughs> like, oh my god.
1: I'm super rich. I'm gonna go to work. You just run around the house and change everything in here. And grandpa, I like grandpa.
2: grandpa. Me too.
1: Yeah. So no, I enjoyed it. It was Gibby. it was unexpected. At first, I was a little. I was like, all right, a reader and kid horror, but I liked it. I I was surprised. I would. Like I said, I would recommend this over Home Alone. Yay. And then I watched 2018's Headcount on be Megan's recommendation. A group of college students on a weekend getaway accidentally summon a supernatural entity intent on using them for its deadly ritual. All right, Megan, why this one?
3: Because I was curious how you'd read this because it's very creepy pasta to me. Mm-hmm. Also, there's this really effective scare in a crowded room that kind of happens um so i yeah i just wanted to see what your take on it would be
1: you know i think i originally i, I googled this i can't remember why I googled this i think just to pull up imdb or something and the google rank ratings came up mm-hmm. Boy, do people on Google hate this movie.
3: Yeah. Yeah, which it's is got so like a, weird.
1: It's got like a two out of five. It's, most of them are one-star reviews. It's
3: got an offbeat vibe that I can see not working with people. Um, also, yeah. depends on how much you like a bunch of partying kids in the desert, which could be yeah. great for a lot of people. But in terms of, you know, mythology and scares, I don't know. It worked better for me than most. But
1: Yeah, you know, with the exception of one... One piece of manufactured tension that I didn't care for that was completely unnecessary within the movie itself. I adored this movie. Oh, yay. I love this so much. And I understand why people might not like it. Okay. I love it because of I exist within this, the creepypasta world. Yeah. And there's this fantastic creepypasta that I narrated years ago called Fleshgate. Ooh. That's just like this. Ooh. About people going on a hike... And one by one, all of a sudden, there's someone's like, "Hey, where's so and so?" And they're like, "Who's so and so?" And like, it messes with your memory. That it, it's a little bit different in that it messes with your memory about who's actually with you. Oh. But there's always an extra person with them that they notice but don't notice at the exact same time. And mm-hmm. it's playing off that concept in this movie. And to, for me, like perfect effect. I love it. The the <laughs> the kitchen scene. The um well. When they originally even go to like the cliffs, when you're kind of wondering like what's going on there and any double takes about people around the campfire things like, oh, it's so good. (laughs) Like the only thing that I, I did not like is there is a manufactured tension within it with one of the characters that is totally unnecessary. It doesn't need to exist in the movie and it just exists to cause strife and there's no payoff to it. Yeah, It's not like this guy's a dick and then that leads to something else. He's just a dick.
3: Just artificial <laughs> conflict. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then other things happen. But, so I get how if you don't under, if you've never seen this type of mythology about, and and I think the term Skinwalker is antiquated and inappropriate, um, but that's, I think, the mythology that people would most commonly recognize. Uh, so I, uh, I'm i sure there's a better one. Please let me know what the better one is so I can stop saying the, the wrong one. Um, but... I, I love it. So if you don't understand it, yeah, I could totally be like what understand watching and being like, I don't what I don't understand like what I'm watching. But as soon as I realized what I was watching, I was like, Oh,
0: they did it. They did it
1: in the movie. And I think they did it about as well as the effect could be. I mean, it, it it's still an independent movie. Right. Like it's not a it's not a big budget movie by any means. But on a low budget, what they did with that actual effect and that concept, I really really liked like it made me super happy to watch it and i'd never heard of it before so thank you
2: well squealy happy john
1: yeah that was that was great
2: that one is just real quick no one asked but i have to tell you um i really like that one <laughs> as well because it is a very it's, i think it's a a hidden gem kind of like indie mm-hmm. movie you know yeah. i wasn't expecting to like it as much as i did um and i kind of put it on i'm not gonna lie one night to watch it to go to sleep but it kept me up especially this is still spoiler free the scene when you know things are going to get a little bit creepy that involves the cliff yeah and then you know it's just like nothing happened it's just like what i don't know it was just cool yay
1: and and yeah because i started the same way i'm like okay it's a weird familial relationship and like oh they're hanging out awkwardly Mm -hmm. smoking weed and i'm like what's this gonna be so like the first 15 minutes or so i was kind of like all right (laughs) And then it took like a half hour, but when it starts going, you're like, yes, for yeah. me. Yes, yes, yes. And if you want any sort of, a, if you're curious to watch this, but you do want to be a little bit more involved within the mythology, I highly recommend looking up a story called Fleshgate, F-L-E-S-H-G-A-I-T, huh. by an author called MP Real Invective on creepypasta.fandom.com. Fantastic story. Or listen to my narration. Yeah. I'm also fantastic. Plug that. Uh, uh, on Creepy, but I love the concept. Kind of because it messes with your mind, it messes with the perception of things, but it's a super simple effect at the same time. I mm-hmm. loved it. So what'd you watch, Megan?
3: Oh, yeah. I forgot that I needed to talk about stuff I watched. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Creepypastas and Mullet Kids versus Santa. <laughs> um, I watched... All the Moons on Shudder. It uh, it says that it's a 2020 movie, but it just released this year, at least in the States. And that one is, um, it's a period movie set in late 19th century. A little girl hurt by a bomb at the end of the Third Carlist War is saved by a woman who brings her eternal life. This reminded me a lot of, um, what is the name of that movie that came out earlier this year with Numi Rapaz? You Are Not
2: Alone?
3: I think I where think she's so. like,
2: a, it's like, Oh I think, yeah. You're not alone.
3: Yeah. It's a lot like that. Instead of uh, it being like a witch kind of hopping bodies. This one is a little girl who essentially becomes a vampire. She's like dying because she, you know, was in a convent or, or an orphanage that got destroyed at the end of this war. And then somebody finds her and turns her into a vampire as she's dying. And then it's her kind of going through mm-hmm. life they get separated early on. So it's her going through life on her own and trying to figure out what she is and why she is. And more importantly, mm-hmm. she's lonely and she wants to connect. And how does she connect with people who don't, you know, know what she is? So it's more um, kind of drama than horror. That, But, you know, it's, it is on shutter. It's really, really kind of sad and melancholy and touching and like all about life. So, you know, I think it's, kind of in that same vein of the movie i just mentioned and you know pan's labyrinth even a little bit um kind of like a genre bender so it's very interesting i definitely Mm -hmm. think that one flew under the radar this year and And then i'm sorry
2: it's it's you won't be alone you
3: won't be alone thank you i
2: was thinking about michael jackson's song
3: sorry you won't be you won't be there you go Zena for the win thank you (laughs) Uh, and then I watched uh, the Pale Blue Eye, which is uh, getting released this week uh, on Friday in limited theaters, and then it'll roll out on Netflix on January sixth. And this one has uh, Christian Bale as a world weary detective. He's hired to investigate the murder of a West Point cadet. Uh, stymied by the cadet's code of silence, he enlists one of their own to help unravel the case. A young man in the world would the, the, a young man the world would come to know as Edgar Allan Poe. So this one is directed by Scott Cooper, who did Antlers, and uh, it's based on a novel. It is a very, very, very slow burn. It is kind of very Poe-like in the sense that it's all atmospheric and languid in its pacing. And you think, like, murder mystery, and the murders are, like, grisly, but it is—it's slow. And it's gothic, and it is way more focused on the the kind of building— camaraderie between Christian Bale and a very, very quirky Edgar Allan Poe. This is um he's played by Harry Melling. He's so, so good in this. Um yes. it is definitely not gonna be for everybody and if you're not into like gothic movies that take their time it's Not going to be for you, but if you are super into Poe and just that kind of like gothic, snowy atmosphere, and more about like the characters and, and the interior space of Edgar Allan Poe and how he maybe learned how to become the pioneer of detective f- fiction, um, yeah, it's worth a watch. I thought it was gorgeous. I am obsessed with uh, the performance behind you know, Edgar Allan Poe and this depiction of him has some uh, has a really good ending, so hmm. yeah. There you go.
2: Nice, nice. Um, so I checked out the South Korean uh, thriller miniseries Connect um, from two thousand. It just came out this month, earlier this month on Hulu. A man is kidnapped and one of his eyes is removed by a gang of organ hunters. His eyes are his eyes were transplanted um, into the body of a serial killer. The unwilling donor now has a terrible vision as he witnesses terrifying attacks on residents of Seoul. So, um I'm trying to I'm going to try to keep it very generic because it's uh it's still so new and I highly recommend it. Clearly I'm talking about it. <laughs> um I I binge watched this in one day. There's only oh six episodes. Yeah, and they're about 45 minutes 40 45 minutes long, so I just could not get enough of it at all. Um so yeah, the CGI is It it reminded me of um, Species and it also has like a touch of like splatter. So think of like a splatter type of like film, you know, and it was exciting Mm -hmm. to see. It's very worm-like. So, you know, that's my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just always, this is not a spoiler because it's, no, maybe, okay. I can say this. There was always somebody splattering in this movie. So (laughs) it was just, well, this series. So it was cool to see. But yeah, the visuals, the cinematography is on point. The acting is seriously like perfection. I'm not too sure if there's going to be a second season. I hope so because they kind of leave us on a cliffhanger. And even though this is a thriller, it is very much horror. The only thing I will say, it does take its time. But it will be so worth it. There are so many things I want to try to persuade you to, well, you know, just by telling you about something. um, If you're on like TikTok, I'm pretty sure that you've probably seen this one uh, particular scene that's gone pretty viral that involves a statue.
3: I have not seen it but I will okay. I will take your will,
2: word. Okay, I'll will tell you later. But yeah, okay. anyway, um but yeah, and then fun fact in Singapore, um the series is actually available on Disney Plus and I just thought that was so fascinating. Oh,
3: I, I am very curious because this is is this all episodes directed by Takashi Mike yes, and it's like a it Korean is. show.
2: Yeah, which I thought was so cool and it's yeah. like it, it's very much his vibes. If you watch his stuff, you'll know. But it's just like, I just love the fact that he did CGI because he normally doesn't. And I think that he did a really good job. So um, I highly recommend it. Like I said, I did it. I watched it in a day. I just couldn't stop, you know. Um, then the other thing I checked out. Await further instructions um, from 2018 on Shutter. On Christmas Day, a family wakes up uh, to discover a mysterious black substance surrounding the house and their TV screen, and the broadcast single it broadcasts a single message that says "Stay indoors and await further instructions." Um, so this is one of my Christmas fav- like favorites. I do feel like this is the kind of movie that is not going to be for everyone, but if it's for you, um, you'll love it. Like what? But yeah, <laughs> if you don't like it, it's it's fine. I can understand why. I rewatched this one um like last week just to throw something on in the background and there were so many little surprises I forgot about. If you like Black Mirror, I feel like you may enjoy like a movie like this. I feel like it's full of may like mayhem, there's a lot of surprises. It's kind of like the TV screen is like jigsaw in a way. In a way, you know. Um Is
1: this is this a part is this kind of comedic?
2: no but there are some things it's it's very much like the family you know the typical you know family type of issues like they have their issues and stuff and that's kind of like awkward to watch awkward but where it's like you'll kind of laugh but no it's very uh it has a serious tone
1: because i thought i saw the trailer for this and the trailer made it seem funny but it might have been a movie that's like this where a family's basically trapped in a house for some other reason i'll check it out just there
2: is another movie that's similar to this one um yeah. i don't remember if it's a christmas movie or not but it, it
1: yeah it might not have been a christmas movie i I'll, think
2: i'll have yeah, to check again but, but yeah this mm. one is though it takes place you know around and so but yeah that's that's what i checked out
1: nice before we move on what did we watch and how did we watch it i watched deadly games from 1989 on shutter and head count from 2018 on Tubi.
3: I watched all the moons on Shutter and The Pale Blue Eye, which will hit Netflix on January sixth.
2: I checked out Connect on Hulu and await further instructions on Shutter.
1: Nice. And I don't need homework because I finally subscribed to Paramount Plus.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, then.
1: There's lots of stuff on there. I hope you watch <laughs> something
2: holiday, Christmassy.
1: Well, smiles on there. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's not really holiday. Well maybe okay it
1: might you you don't know it could be they just don't say (laughs) i say it happens around december 25th (laughs) they're just in a warm place
3: (laughs) man is the warmest place to hide
1: oh that sounds like a completely different genre of movie all right enough about what we've been watching this week it's time for megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror so what's going on megan
3: well, you probably think I'm going to mention that Scream 6 got a teaser. <laughs> and it did. Go check it out. Yeah! Um, <laughs> it's a minute long. I feel like oh. uh, we'll, we'll discuss that, I'm sure, as it gets closer to release. Um, my,
1: my wife watched it, and she was just like, I feel like they shouldn't allow Halloween costumes on subways. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's allowed. It's allowed.
3: Uh, Instead, I'm going to talk about a surprising news that kind of slid under the radar last week. um, And it has to do with a 1981 novel by F. Paul Wilson. It's The Keep. Uh, That was turned into a feature film just two years after it was published uh, by Michael Mann. The film had a notoriously troubled production to the point that man has pretty much disowned it since. Uh, it's also been tricky to find, though it's kind of quietly recently popped up here and there on streaming.
1: Oh. Yeah, it was some. It was it's on, on Pluto somewhere recently. TV earlier. Yeah, Pluto. That's what it was. I remember watching it and being like, "Wow, this is edited." Interestingly, it's, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's
3: it's edited. It's but it's also like I think it was on Criterion Channel for October. I don't know if it still is. I I have to check. But either way, um, the book's author recently took to Twitter with surprising news. He tweeted two days ago after a year and a half of lawyering between the purchaser and my side at ICM. I signed an option purchase agreement with Greg Nick. For the remake of The Keep. Greg is a longtime <laughs> fan of the book and he's got the chops to do a worthy adaptation. Uh, F. Paul Wilson was famously unhappy with Paramount's 1983 movie adaptation of The Keep, which was marred by studio interference and ended up being a bomb at the box office. Um, so, if you don't know who Greg Nicotero is, he is a master makeup effects artist who's become a respected filmmaker and producer. He was pivotal member of AMC's The Walking Dead family. He created uh, Shutter's Creep Show anthology series. He's also part of like K who has done so much effects work. He's you know, including um, From Dusk Till Dawn with a cameo in there. Anyways, in the 1983 film, Nazis are forced to turn to a Jewish historian for help in battling the ancient demon they have inadvertently freed from its prison. I do think, other than the Tangerine Dream score, that this could use an update. I'm obsessed with the score, but yeah, I'm very curious. Um, But this was just options, so it's a long ways off from, you know, development. So we shall see. And then uh, the same day that Scream Six's teaser dropped, so did the teaser, or the trailer, actually, for 65. Uh, Sam Raimi joined forces with The Quiet Place writer Scott Beck and Brian Woods for 65, a sci-fi horror movie that's been pretty mysterious up until now. The original movie from Columbia Pictures stars Adam Driver, Ariana Greenblatt, and Chloe Coleman. Uh, Ariana, John will know, and he adored from Love and Monsters, she was the little girl with Michael Rooker.
1: Oh, she was so fantastic. She was yeah. so fantastic. They, they need to just... I'm still waiting for that spinoff. Well... Just those two. This
3: this could be kind of close to hold you over. We'll see. Um, but the trailer dropped. We discovered uh, through that that it's a survival horror experience set on an alien planet inhabited by dinosaurs. Dinosaurs! Uh, Adam Driver <laughs> is tasked with blasting them away with his big gun. Uh, that was not innuendo. I'm sorry. I should have phrased that differently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 60... What is
2: happening? <laughs>
3: yeah, chaos. It's chaos. Um, sixty five is dated for theatrical release on March tenth, twenty twenty three. If that date. Sounds familiar. It's because it's also the release date currently for Scream. So the trailers drop same day and the release date is is set for the same day. So it's going to be like a wild double feature that day, I think. Um, The trailer also let us know why it's called 65. And I'll read the official plot synopsis so you can can figure out why. Uh, After a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, Pilot Mills, which is Driver, quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth. 65 million years
1: ago
3: now with only one chance at rescue mills and the only other survivor must make their way across unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight to survive this is directed also by scott beck and brian woods they are you know the writers of the quiet place movies and uh they also wrote and directed haunt that slasher halloween slasher oh yeah Yeah. i love them yeah, so I Sorry. make <laughs> dinos scary again. I I'm excited. Give me give me scary dinos. They yeah, I just people. love that
2: you said dinosaurs twice. That's how we know that it's, it's official. So.
3: Dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, and then John news. This is specifically for John. <laughs> <laughs> As the terrifying animatronics and Blumhouse's Five Nights at Freddy, Freddy's are poised to spring to life once production begins in February, so too are the characters that will encounter these. Animatronics, um, Which is to say that Matthew Lillard, John the Scream Boy, uh, and Josh Hutcherson <laughs> have joined the cast in the long-anticipated video game adaptation. Uh, there are no character details as of yet, but it feels like a pretty safe bet that one or both will encounter the lethal mascots of Freddy's, Freddy Fazbear's pizza joint. Say that five times fast. <laughs> uh, what we do know for sure is that Five Nights at Freddy's will begin production in New Orleans this Friday with director Emma Tammy. She helmed The Wind, that uh, eerie, creepy mm-hmm. horror western. And uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop is hard at work at the Monster Animatronics. Ooh. So that is really cool. And if you don't know, Freddie or uh, Freddy's, Five Nights at Freddy's horror video game series. There's a whole bunch of them, but they all pretty much are the same in the sense that you have to survive five nights working overnight at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza from the dangers of animatronic characters that decide they need to kill you.
1: (laughs) But can they top Willy's Wonderland? Willy, (laughs) You think so? I I think (laughs)
2: probably...
1: Will Matthew I mean, Lillard got, be allowed to talk?
3: It's got, Ma- yeah, it's got Matthew Lillard. It's, you know, maybe he will T- tell the those animatronics to live her alone.
1: Oh, <laughs> he's taking a break from living in the Shocker universe right now. Oh, because okay. I'm still waiting for that. There
3: Deliver you go. Alone. Well, this will hold that's over. My, See,
1: that's my conspiracy theory, or that's my movie theory, that he's yeah. really just Shocker now.
3: You're inventing theories right here on the spot. I appreciate it
1: uh that was mine for a while he's shocker
3: well i mean like this is the episode where we're talking about him so you're hoping it catches on has anybody is anybody else joining this this shocker stew i try (laughs) to
1: avoid social media so maybe (laughs) i'm gonna say yes
3: yes it's a thing it's canon
1: there's so many of us all right listeners your turn did we spend too much time talking about scream (laughs) six should there be a sequel in the works to five nights at freddy starring matthew lillard and nick cage you can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcasts at gmail.com. Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So Zena, what should we be watching?
2: I think everybody should at least watch one time the trailer for Scream 6. Just once. Just that, oh, yeah. you know, that little snippet. Normally I'm like, no trailers, but that was like really <laughs> great. So, oh yeah,
1: there's no giveaways Yeah, at all.
2: That. Highly no. recommend. And plus it just gets you all giddy and excited and yippee. I want to go to New York mm. and get a slice and a bake. Okay, so what's coming yes. out this uh, this today? Okay, what All right, Thursday, the 22nd, Scare Package 2, Rad Chad's Revenge. I don't know about you guys, but really, really loved the first one.
1: I did. This
2: one is so awesome. It's still just a good time, such a blast. So basically, when horror guru Rad Chad Buckley's funeral turns into an elaborate series of death traps centered around his favorite movies, the guests must band together and use the rules of horror to survive the bloody game. Okay. No one knew could see that face. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> then on Friday, the twenty third, uh, the horror mystery thriller, the blue eye, um, the pale blue eye, excuse me, uh, is gonna be available in limited theaters. Megan just spoke about it. So, you know, there you go. And then on January 6th, which is the best day ever, um, it'll be available for you to check out in non theaters. And then gift? It is, yeah. There's so much stuff that's coming out. Megan's coming out. Like it's like yes. a gift. I
3: feel like that should be a whole birthday party right? thing for you. Ah. Okay, I feel
2: like
3: so we haven't even
1: talked about that yet, have we? No. I didn't think so. Hmm.
3: I mean, we talked about it a long time ago in a news mm-hmm. bit, like when it was uh, announced. We didn't in talk casting, about her... but
2: yeah, and we didn't talk about her dancing. So we'll just have to wait. Yeah, a whole
3: you know. a whole spin-off episode about the dance moves and how she's quickly going to become an icon. But anyways, and we, oh, cool. on.
1: Megan and Zena only episode. Perfect.
2: <laughs> no, no,
3: what we could no, do no. is
2: this is how we teach you moves. how to pirouette. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. And then Same. on our next live, we'll, we'll dance. Yeah. Mm. So. All right. Just be glad and we did then... On Saturday, on Christmas Eve, The Invitation will be available on Netflix. So this is the one um, where a young woman, Evie, she takes a DNA test and discovers uh... that a long-lost cousin that she's never knew is alive and well. And he invites her to his family's... Uh, there's going to be a wedding, a very fancy-pants wedding, you know, somewhere in the English country. She gets seduced by the host, who's a smexy man. But then soon, there's just, like, some nightmare stuff going on. I um I think that this movie is a lot of fun. It's very it's a very cozy movie. I'll leave it at that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. And then on Tuesday the 27th, um you can own Terrifier 2 and Halloween ends on DVD. Um and also um we have the South Korean mystery thriller horror The Inker. It'll be available on Screenbox. So, basically a Inker on broad, on a broadcasting station she receives a call 5 minutes before she's about to go live. Excuse me. Let me start that over. A famous anchor on a broadcasting station receives a call five minutes before she's about to go live from a mysterious caller who states, I'm gonna I'm going to be killed by someone. Please cover the story of my death. And then as always, screen box is available for you as well as bloody disgusting TV.
1: Treat yourself. Yeah. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at BloodyDisgusting.com and on Twitter at haunted meg. Xena can be found on her own website, RealQueenOfHorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyXena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So, for this week, I'm John.
2: I'm Megan. I'm
1: Zeno. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody.
2: Happy holidays.